Welcome to episode two of the Creative Mornings Sheffield podcast. Creative Mornings is a breakfast lecture series for the creative community. Every month in cities all over the world, the creative and curious come together to drink coffee, fill up on donuts, and hear a talk by someone ace. Creative Mornings Sheffield is the Sheffield chapter, organised by the marvellous Penny Lee. We document each event through pictures, video, and this very podcast. I'm Ian Broom, and this episode features Ben and Matt from Lion and Lion, an acclaimed Sheffield design agency that creates extraordinary work for extraordinary people. They work closely with their clients to create innovative and engaging brand experiences. And we got to hear all about how they think and work. Once everyone had wandered off into the rest of their days, I sat down with Ben and Matt to thoroughly talk shop. You can hear our chit-chat later on in this episode, but first, after some short sponsor messages, here's their talk in full. This Creative Morning Sheffield talk was sponsored by Roco Creative Co-op at theroco.org. They provided both a venue and tasty source climate change coffee. Partners include Make It Matt Black and Tom Smith for video and photo work respectively and yours truly at verymeta.com. Go to creativemornings.com slash sponsor if you'd like to sponsor a future talk. Creative Mornings is supported globally by MailChimp, Shutterstock and Wix. If you want to listen to the Creative Mornings global podcast, and you should because it's really rather spiffy, head to creativemornings.com slash podcast. Morning, guys. Thank you so much for coming. We're Lion and Lion, of course. Um, who the shit are we? Well, um, that's, that's a swear word, unfortunately. Uh, we're, we're a design consultancy. Uh, mixed discipline. We, we do uh, branding, packaging, websites, a whole lot. It's amazing. Um, but it really all started 33 years ago when we were born as twins, as we are now. And uh, we've been collaborating for a long, long time. Um, we actually first collaborated together with a, a toy. We, we actually made our first, uh, designed our first toy when we were six years old. Never went anywhere, but it's still a good little, um, good start point. Here we are now, three years on, um, into the business and grown up. Still in the same positions as the previous shot, if you noticed. Um, but it's not just about us, it's about our team. Um, two of them are here today, Stefan and Lexi, amazing team. And also the guys that we surround ourselves with, so we're all about collaboration. Um, in our studio we've got Johnny Wan, Jill Law, uh, Ben Duong, so we all collaborate together. Work with Tom many times, so our business is, isn't just us, it's about our team that we collaborate with. Um, we're based here in the Rocco in Sheffield and also in our London home at the Makerversity, which is a fellow member Tom. Says it with, which is amazing. Um, we're actually an international agency. <laughs> we don't just work in Sheffield, Wales, uh, Scotland, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Channel we, Islands. <laughs> we really do uh, work further afield. Um, it's, it's our love, we've travelled with our work. Um, massive mixed discipline, like I said before, so uh, all the way from web to, to branding to packaging. Um, and a real diverse range of clients from urban outfitters, massive urban outfitters, ActionAid. All the way down to sort of local businesses like um, S1 Art Space, which we love, love to work with. So really diverse. And at the heart of it all is um, these two phrases. We challenge cons- convention to change perception. Um, and luckily, this, this leads on nicely to our talk, Ideas and Beyond. Well, uh, just to start things off, to make it a bit more interesting today, we're going to do a little game. 
um, which is called Beyond Bingo. <laughs> so every time you hear the phrase Beyond, you need to shout Beyond Bingo, and the first person to shout it actually wins a shiny pencil, which we designed. So listen out for it, because we mumble quite a bit. Um, so when you hear it, shout it out and you win a pencil. Yeah. Loud and proud. Loud and proud. No shame. <laughs> Uh, so, what's an idea? I'll pass it on to Matty for this one. Okay, so the talk's going to be uh, talking about four things. Firstly, what is an idea? Um, how do we conceive ideas? And also, how can we turbocharge the ideas, uh, idea making process? And when do we know an idea is a great idea? So, we like to think of an idea as a thought realised, so that it must become something. If it's not a, a thing, it's just a dream. So, we always have this kind of uh, real drive to make an idea uh, become something real. Um, and the key to that is imagination, um, which is the ability to form a mental picture of something that you've never seen or experienced. Now, that helps us go beyond what we already we know. Go. There we go. Yeah. That's the old test. I like it, like it. <laughs> it's amazing. That's good. I just slipped that in. That wasn't really that. First okay. Test. Okay. Um, so, yeah, imagination. <laughs> You're a winner. Um, imagination helps us go, uh, this, is a, this is a caveat now, that's in a bracket, because we on. What we've already experienced, so it, it unlocks uh, things that we've already experienced in our lives already. Um, and this is quite a nice little image, you can just about see what the contrast. So, to go from something like this little uh, Lego brick to imagining a plane. Um, and we always liken this kind of feeling to uh, being little kids, basically. So, the fact that you can just have these very rudimentary... Uh, boxes with bits of string, and you'd, you'd imagine being these huge waves and crashing down and stuff. So you really, it's really immersive. Um, so how are ideas born? Uh, there's lots of different ways, but just as a, as a brief process, divergent thinking is one of the main ways, uh, and it's the ability to think about multiple ideas around one particular idea. So if you think about a brief as kind of an idea, uh, it enables you to think about lots of different things at once. Um, so that involves uh, complexity, curiosity. Elaboration, flexibility, fluency, imagination, originality, and risk taking. Um, and then the other side of it is convergent thinking, which is really kind of logical, um, it's problem solving, it works with um, uh, real facts. Uh, and basically, our design process uh, encapsulates these two things. Um, and this is a really great little drawing by a guy called Damon Newman, which is called the Design Squiggle. And it talks about uh, the process of idea uh, generation and how. At the very start, you've got these really loose, abstract um, uh, research areas. So you think, what about this? What if we did something like this? We could da -da -da. And then the ideas help sort of formulate that area. Uh, and then as you move into convergent thinking, you've got uh, the concept. So you're looking at, like, we've got an idea. This could work in packaging like this, or it could work in a signage or something like this. Uh, and then you work through the design towards the end, and you, and you have this nice line. Um, we love the sweet spot here. Where, you, where it's sort of halfway between totally abstract and some kind of reality. Uh, that for us is where uh, kind of the best ideas come out. So it's really about understanding as you move through a design process or an ideation process that that is kind of this really nice uh, sort of humming spot where you need to kind of be ready to take those ideas down. Um, so 11 top tips to create great ideas. Uh, this is not the tip. This is just the big top one. So it's all about chance. There's no, like, there's no formula. It's all about chance. So we're trying to think about ways to maximize chance of coming up with great ideas. Um, so the first one is embrace the problem. Um, a lot of people are scared of 
uh, focusing on the problem, um, you know, trying to avoid it almost, but that's where the, the opportunity for a great idea actually is. Um, this is an example for S1 Art Space. They approached us um, with a brief, and the problem was they were uh, a 20-year-old um, art, art space, and everyone thought they were really young, and they also had uh, two catalogues they wanted to produce and didn't have a budget. So we um, combined two catalogues together by having them as an old school sort of annual style where it meets in the middle and joins together um, and then flips upside down. So you understand you're looking at two catalogues at once. But also, um, whoops, also the design itself was, um, oh, thumbs. So you click on um, I'll skip that. I'll skip. That's it. That's it. Uh, yeah, the design itself kind of grew out of the book, so that really helped explain the idea of them growing past this this young age, um, and it's like a, a sort of snake growing out of its skin. Um, so we attacked that problem and came up with that opportunity there. The next thing is to be open. So uh, you should really be aware of all problems around you and uh, any possible solutions. This is one of my first ever products for a company called Lucky's. Um, basically, I remember seeing an article uh, about a lot of people getting mugged for their uh, tablets and laptop devices and stuff because they're walking around with these huge like Dell laptop cases and uh, obviously there's a laptop in there. So we created this uh, uh, sleeve that was made out of Tyvek, which feels like paper, but it's actually um, uh, a really uh, water-resistant and non-terrible material, hard-wearing. Um, but yeah, it's just a, a sort of lo-fi laptop sleeve that, we, that didn't look like there's a laptop in there. Um, so be aware, uh, a lot of designers tend to do this, straight onto Pinterest or straight onto Google and look at what's already around them. That is literally the worst possible thing you could do. Um, you'll only end up sort of focusing down one particular channel. Um, you'll never look outside of what, what's around you. So um, we like to uh, uh, dig a bit deeper. And this is a source of, called Sparks and Honey. Uh, they're a uh, trend agency and they, um, they look at what's happening this year, in the coming year, next five years. Uh, this is something from 2017. Um, and we just pulled out a few which we thought were quite interesting. So, triple X for good. This is porn for good. So basically, um, there's a movement, which is quite astonishing, that's uh, making porn available for everybody. So uh, Pornhub are doing some sort of uh, porn community for, uh, the, uh, for disabilities, so people with hard of hearing or also hard of sight, uh, sorry, visually impaired. Um, and there's also a new app called BangFit, which is, uh, <laughs> it helps you with your uh, sex with your partner, but it, um, it checks on how you do it and if you're doing it right. Uh, so, and it's uh, all in the aid of getting fit. Uh, wine Remix. <laughs> uh, so this is basically taking cues from the, uh, the sort of indie beer, craft beer industry, um, where they're mixing all kinds of flavours like pineapple, marijuana, uh, with, uh, with wine to create these really interesting flavours that are away from the sort of traditional flavours. And finally, vegan leather. Uh, this is a, a leather made out of uh, tea leaves, which is just amazing. Um, on my part. Um, so we also found that changing perspective is really important, uh, especially when you're dealing with something that you've dealt with often or you recognise completely. Um, Dr. Albert Svent Georgi says it very well. Uh, discovery uh, is seeing what everybody has, else has seen and thinking what nobody else has thought. So um, a couple of years back, we we were getting bored with tech. Uh, we 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 felt that we couldn't design very well anymore by pencils, so we're like, how can we 
how can we basically re-engage people with a pencil? Um, so the obvious issue is, like, obviously, the pencil has been around for hundreds of years, uh, so we had to change our perspective in terms of how we thought about that. So we looked into facts about the pencil, and we figured out that, basically, the pencil's facts were really random. Um, you can draw between 30 to 35 miles. It wasn't very, wasn't very clear. So we decided to measure uh, exactly how far you could draw, and we figured it was six miles, very scientifically. Um, but by doing that, we actually gamified the pencil because we put uh, mile markers all the way down the pencil. And this allowed people to sort of re-engage with the pencil and re-engage with creativity itself. Um, the pack design also changed people's pers perspectives because normally a pack of pencils is about three pounds. Uh, but for our bad boys, we were able to charge ten pounds quite happily. Uh, <laughs> but again, it's, it's just because we changed people's perspective on pencils and also design itself. Um, challenge convention, really, really important. Uh, again, um, one of our... One of our clients from Paris, Yona Soufflé, who does these beautiful, um, fine pieces of jewellery. Her, her pieces sell from somewhere between 5 to 20, 20 grand. And she came to us because she was, again, she was bored of the sort of the, um, the, the packaging in the, in the jewellery world. It was just really simple and standard. Um, often you just see them in like lines of flat boxes. So we, we, we imagine, well, what about, what if the jewellery market was, pretending it's almost like a, a, a row of bungalows? We wanted to put in a shard. And really, sort of change up the market. So this is our proposal for, for her jewelry, her jewelry pack, which is massive, uh, about this big, um, piece of packaging, which really displays and really, really sort of um, celebrates the jewelry. It also, it also enables uh, to carry many different types of jewelry, which is often unseen in the jewelry market. Um, stay naive, super, super important. Uh, we often, we're quite fun and childlike, I think. Yeah, it's pretty much the same. Uh, but that helps us with our process, and, and to have this almost like childlike thought is really, really important. Um, a set of brothers, the Brulec brothers from France, uh, amazing designers, they recently worked with Samsung to design the new Samsung Serif, which is a completely different type of TV. And we've got a little clip to show you guys about that. When I was a kid, I was fascinated by indie music. And um, I still think that a lot of large companies need to work with a small independent company like we are. Me and on, we learned that when you go in a new field, you can really open different doors. On the one hand, you can really be naive and make a mistake a child would do, while on the other hand, uh, your, your ability uh, to go beyond the usual borders. <laughs> Yes, and that was the Serif TV, and it really, for us, it's, it's changed the, uh, I guess, the TV market as a whole. It's, it's, a, it's more of a, a furniture-based TV, so it sort of sits in with the modern-day contemporary living. Um, let's roll on from this guy. Ooh. Sorry, guys, I just going to put this. Okay, be prepared. So uh, this is our pal, Pablo, you might have heard of him. Um, yeah, inspiration exists, but it must find you, it has to find you worth it. So the idea here is that um, people kind of see inspiration as a spirit. Uh, this is Tom Waits, uh, a musician from America. 
Uh, and he always talks about this, this scenario where he was driving along in his car and uh, this kind of spirit, this melody came through him and um, he wasn't able to write it down or record it or anything like that. So he started kind of shouting at his spirit, like, come back another time, this melody's amazing, come back another time. And uh, it never came back. So he like, lost this amazing idea and he keeps trying to sort of recreate this little melody and he can't. Um, so the whole point is that, you know, be prepared for that inspiration to come through. Um, get pals. Get pals is a great way to uh, increase the chance of your ideas. Um, working with the right people is really, really important. It's surround yourself with people who can help you um, think openly, uh, think without any sort of boundaries, uh, and also people who bring in different kinds of perspectives as well. It's really, really important. Um, so, uh, that's me. That's you. <laughs> okay. Do something routine. So it's, it's well known that in, um, in life, standard tasks can make you uh, more creative, essentially. You can, you can get your thoughts back, gather your thoughts. Having a shower, uh, walking backwards is also a good one. Um, another good tip is to do some routine, but then do it again differently. So there's a study in, in Holland. You're going to have to tell me. Is it Hasselblad? Hasselblad. Their favourite eat is, a, is basically chocolate sprinkles on, on toast. And um, there's a test done where they asked, asked a couple of guys to basically make the same same thing they've always eaten, but, but backwards. So they basically put some sprinkles on a, on, a, on, a, on a plate, rubbed the bread in, and then ate the thing. It's, it's still the same product, but then they, they tested their creativity afterwards, and it increased. Uh, so if you find a routine and do it backwards or another way, it often helps. Um, write it down, absolutely crucial. Sketch it, write it, put it down in audio, anything you can, because um, once, that, once that idea's gone, it's gone forever. Um, Write it down! Again! <laughs> uh, just have to say it again. It's so important. The amount of times I've had a dream and just thought, oh, that's an amazing idea, and then oh, back to sleep again. Uh, I have a little sketchbook now by my side, which is this guy. Uh, it's really, really important. So, when is a good idea indeed a good idea? Um, the first and most important thing, which kind of encapsulates it all, is that it must communicate. Um, no matter what product or piece of design you're making, um, it's always seen by people. Even you know, people who design pet products, um, they're the ones buying the products. Um, so it's really, really important that communication is key to that. Um, one thing that we use often is, is, is the kind of granny test. Uh, we, we study product design, and this is, a, this is a really important thing, that if you could show your gran your product idea and she understood it um, in, its, in its core, then you're onto a winner, you know, an idea that's, that's that, that pure and simple. Um, Moving on to keep it simple. So uh, simplicity is really key. Again, about communication. Um, this is a rebrand we did for a company called Four Media, who's a PR agency, um, and they had this four-stage process uh, of how they work. A client would work through their company. Um, um, so we, we kept the brand ultra, ultra simple um, with these four dots, uh, just existing as part of the brand motif. Um, you can see how it can roll out across the stationery. What we really liked about this is that it could be reproduced digitally in an in email and also just obviously in pencil and it was just something that was really, really uh, simple and easy to communicate uh, and would spread quite easily. Um, so an idea should be engaging. The best ideas get this kind of moment, you know, you're kind of like buzzing like, look at this idea, <laughs> and uh, you get the sort of uh, goosebumps and stuff. Uh, that's really, really important for me. That's when I kind of really feel like I've got a great idea. Um, I mean. In some cases it's absolute BS, but um, you know, that is that is the key. Um, 
Um, little tactics for communicating ideas. Uh, point of references are really, really great. So um, this is a product I designed for a company called uh, Lucky's way back when. Um, and our team came up with this, with this uh, product called the Scratch Map. Um, we basically reappropriated the idea of um, scratch foil from a, from a scratch card onto a map. Um, and the idea of that is to show you uh, where you travel through the world. So the more you scratch off of this map, the more you see uh, and the more you learn. Uh, that is sold uh, across the range uh, in millions and millions of units. Uh, and in a lot of cases, you've got this tiny little tube to explain the idea. So um, the simplicity of using the point of reference like scratch foil, um, people already get it from a, from a um, you know, scratch card and applying it to a map is really, really useful to communicate that idea. Um, and then kind of further from that is cliches and stereotypes, and they're often given kind of a, 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 bit, you know, a bit of a dirty word, I suppose, but um, cliches are really, really good if you're, if you're trying to communicate an idea quickly to, to an audience. Um, this is a designer called Oliver Maltby. Um, he made a, a Christmas promotion for a sausage company uh, <laughs> using uh, the cliche of Christmas crackers. Um, obviously, you can all see what, what that is right now, so it's a, a cracking sausage. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that, that's that's new. That was that was improv, right there, guys. You see the quality of the improv in this room. Um, and well, this is your bit. Yeah, it's my. Go on, go on. Um, so most importantly, it uh, needs to spread spread the word. So um, a client, Supernatural, who's a smoothie uh, smoothie bar based in London and actually around the world now, um, they came to us with a problem that they they needed to spread the word of their brand. Um, their, their clients are, or their market is basically people that burn the candle at both ends. Um, so we're trying to find like a little, a little story in that little, a little, a little hook. Um, we thought, well, how about if people, if they burn the candle at both ends, what's the angle before they fall over? If you keep, what's the angle that someone can stand at before they keel over? So uh, we use this model here. That's Matt, Michael Jackson. Uh, that's actually, that was impressive, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually 14.5 degrees, which we, we essentially named the lifeline. Um, and that simple idea was rolled out into the packaging, and it allowed us to create things like this, for example, whereby the, uh, the message on the inside of the, inside of the pack, that as you drink the juice down, um, it resembles this message, and people share it on Instagram, and that really helped push their brand and to help spread their word. Um, but again, with that very same idea... Uh, we, we did an ambassador card for them which again used the same angle um, and it's dipped in gold and it was, we produced it with J.S. Smith J.S. Smith right there has it. <laughs> um, and I believe this actually got the, the most views of any video on their entire Instagram um, so again just a great idea that can be shown well really pushes, pushes a, a brand um, yeah so the next and final thing for when is a great idea great idea is that it should solve a problem um, all ideas kind of whether you like it or not are solving some sort of problem whether it be great or small um, so you know having a brief um, set up first is really really important to, to some degree of, of you know whether you can have a metric to know if it's solved or not um, this is Twisted, Spir Twisted Spirits this is a client <coughs> we just finished working with um, we just won an award for it as well which is cracking um, they are basically IT consultants uh, who've gone into the gin market and their gins are really, uh, really distinctive gins, that's the, that's the selling point, so they're full of flavour. Uh, we've got a Douglas fir, one at the front, Earl Grey on the right and kaffir lime and uh, lemongrass. So they're really strong tasting gins and they asked the question like how can we get that across to our consumers uh, on a bar shelf or in the, in, in the supermarket. 
So we kind of took those two facts of uh, the problem being how to get the, the flavors across, and also how can we tell a bit of their story. So we actually open sourced the ingredients. So um, we broke down um, each gin flavor into a kind of a, a bar graph of percentage of ingredient. So that's actually the Douglas fir, that's juniper, that's, uh, was it mace, that one? Mace. Yeah, there's some mace. There's all kinds of different color-coded ingredients. So um, from the shelf, you get this feeling that it's, uh, you know, it, it feels like it tastes citrusy, it feels like it could be Earl Grey. Um, and um, we used, used up some nice texture as well in the paper to get the, uh, to communicate um, the idea of orange, uh, citrus peel, sorry. So yeah, from the uh, point of view of the brief, uh, we sold that brief, um, you know, so it's, it's a cracking, cracking project that one. Um, and the final thing is to take action. So, um, you know, an idea is just a dream unless you actually take action. Um, if you take action, it becomes a reality. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's really, really important, like for us, we just, uh, ideas are just hot air unless you actually do something about it. So, you know, empower yourself, get out there and make it. What did you learn, guys? Today we learned, imagination is key, think big, increase the chance, human focused, make it engaging, make it and chat about it. There you go. That was Ben and Matt talking about how they work at Lion and Lion. Once everyone had wandered off, I accosted them in the politest possible way to try and squeeze just a little more creative inspiration from them. I started by asking them how Sheffield influenced their work. Um, I think Sheffield has undoubtedly influenced our work because we well, we're from Manchester originally, but we were uh, we both did a product design course at Salt Lane. Sheffield Hallam. Um, so yeah, the, the sort of foundation of our work probably starts there really. Um, we, were, we were challenged always to be very conceptual and think outside the box and um, challenge what's um, the norm for a lot of people I suppose and work in different industries as well outside of product design and um, um, work with other creators and stuff. So that, that sort of challenger ethos as well as kind of collaboration and stuff has been really important with our work and um, yeah, so I suppose uh, that's, the, that's the most direct link, isn't it? Yeah, where, where I'd add is that where it may lack in inspiration, it lacks in, it's, it, it gains an environment. Um, yeah. it's, it's, much, it's a great thinking place, great place to curate and think about ideas. Yeah, I think, I, I think I've found the same thing over the years. It's less, um, it's more, it's, I know people always say this about Sheffield, it's about the people, but it's always like a sense of stuff happening, like a bit of a DIY kind of ethic to mm -hmm. Sheffield. Definitely. Do you take that approach in your work at all, that idea? I mean, you talked in your talk, you talked, talked about the, the sort of design process, the design squiggle, things being a bit mm. all over the place at mm. first. Um, and I, like I say, this DIY ethic that comes in Sheffield, I know it's probably a stretch to say that Sheffield has an influence on, on the actual process. Mm. But yeah, the idea of um, yeah, the design squiggle, is that, is that something that you think is inherent in every project or is it? Yeah, I think um, I think the well, firstly, design squiggle isn't our own, isn't our own no, thing. No. Uh, can't forget when the nice get the guy's name now, but um, yeah, that that really does embody, I think, any any kind of creative process. If you're working towards a brief, um, 
So being that it's very abstract at the start, very loose, very noodly in research, and then you go into ideas and it's kind of more honed down, and then um, then obviously concepts, and then this nice sort of true line around design. So I just think that is just uh, an example of any design process really. Um, but I think, yeah, the DIY thing is is really important to I think in Sheffield, and, and that, that I guess pushes us to always try and make stuff and do things yourself and, you know, um, yeah, that, that, that does always push us, I think. Yeah. The idea of just trying something that's, you know, even if you haven't necessarily done it before or if it's your particular expertise, just kind of yeah. you know, see what happens. Yeah, I mean, for example, the Six Mile Pencil, um, we, we simply just redesigned the pencil, but uh, it could have been just a simple idea that we just didn't do anything with, but the act of trying and actually doing it um, is the hardest part of converting an idea to something real. Um, so that's where we certainly learned that the action part is, or the do it, do it yourself is super, super important. Yeah. And you talked about um, formula and there being no formula for any particular project. Mm. But I've seen on the internet that people are obsessed with formula, aren't they? And mm-hmm. uh, I'm, a, I'm a writer, and the amount of articles I'm writing that say this is how you write mm-hmm. anything, like it, whether it's like a novel or a, or a web page, mm-hmm. people are desperate to find the formula. Why do you think that is? I think, um, I think it's, it's perhaps down to you know, efficiency or, or perhaps also knowing that you're doing it right. Maybe people are scared that the way they do it is the wrong way of doing it. But I think, I think you should always look to uh, improve your processes and stuff. You know, think about how you can get the most out of your processes. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, formula is quite a hard thing when you're talking about design because you, you want to keep it, you want to keep it kind of fluid and open, but you do need a structure. So we, the formula is almost like a guiding light for us. Like our process is, is this kind of guiding light. Um, but then you have to let, I mean, talking about ideas specifically, you have to let that flow uh, and mm. allow yourself to be abstract and move away from the rules and, and actually break the rules as well. Mm-hmm. So. And um, it got, when I was listening to you, it got me thinking about um, the idea, there's still like an artist idea, which is a book by uh, Austin Cleon. Um, you talked about not looking at Pinterest, and I'm not, I'm not comparing Pinterest itself to like looking at other great designers and art, you know, art, artists and such. Um, but is that something that you do as well? Do you take in how much? How much influence do you take from other people without looking at Pinterest? You know, who are your heroes? I guess as well. Um, yeah, influence is a dangerous thing, and inspiration is a dangerous thing because um, certainly, like we say about Pinterest, you can you can look at something very direct and try. You can often be, without realizing, very inspired uh, by something that you don't want to be inspired by. That's too direct to the brief. Um, so really we looked at lots of different areas like interior, architecture, art, um, film I think is also really good one for us. Um, film specifically for me actually because I, I actually found that when I watch movies it puts my mind in a certain place that allows me to absorb the things that I'm seeing or hearing uh, and other ideas may just come in. So um, I think inspiration yeah. from the source as well, from the brief itself is really important to us. So. Um, you know, we mentioned about the design squiggle at the start, it's research. For us, we're looking at um, what opportunities we have in the brand um, that we're designing for. So it might be, you know, their name, for example, like what can we grow around the name? It might be uh, trying to solve that particular problem. So for us, the inspiration is, yeah, there's always this kind of background of inspiration, which is kind of uh, across, you know, all aspects of creativity and 
know, science and art and whatever else, but the biggest inspirations are probably actually from the brief itself. Yeah. I think as well we rely on our team, our, our team's quite diverse, so uh, mm. that diverse age, um, and they, they, they can really bring in some interesting inspiration for us that we wouldn't even think about, mm. um, so it's really important. Actually. Yeah. But I think, so just the final thing, I think, I think um, you know, things like Pinterest are, are great once you've got kind of a route, so we yeah. work towards three routes. So, um, and we'd give each route a name uh, that would like embody that particular route. And you want to go off and then find things that might sort of uh, give that route a bit more foundation than obviously, you know, Pinterest or any other uh, online sort of inspiration uh, is very useful at that point. You, um, you have um, quite a diverse range of uh, clients, but like the work that you, you showed us today is quite you know, diverse. Mm -hmm. um, but it, I got the sense of a voice. It seems to be like a real, you know, you can see that it was all by the same people. Yeah. Is that something that you particularly aim for? I think that we, we when we started the business, we, we never knew that that would happen. Um, and I think as an agency, we feel that we don't particularly have a style per se, individually. Uh, but, it, but our style is more our processor and our approach. And um, that, that's kind of really what shows. Um, but, it's nice to, to hear your perspective in, in that because we're, we're, we're so far into it we can't, yeah. we can't see the cell we just know that how we like to work which is very free very creative very fun um, and there's, I think there's more often than not it's simplicity that comes out in our, yeah. in our work and that's, that's, that's the key thing Have you got any bit written down or do you just do you think like defining that because that's, yeah. that's what agencies do isn't they so yeah. we, we are uh, we're, we're actually we're, the process <laughs> of, you know we, um, part of our process with any client is to do a brand brief which is yeah. when we do the research on uh, on their core values personality and everything else uh, and we put together this one page document and um, we can do that really easily with any of our clients but to do it for yourself is quite hard and we're in the process of doing that right now yeah. Um, so yeah it's um, I think the thing we're trying to sort of get down in writing is um one of the values was lion and lion <laughs> it was us we were like what, what is that you know so yeah we are finding it quite tricky to actually get that together yeah. um, yeah. I think agencies always do yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> companies always do um, uh, just the last question do you, um, how, do you, do you how do you balance sort of uh, client work which is um, you know pays the bills yeah. uh, with just stuff that you find interesting or like, hesitate to say side projects but stuff that mm. is probably you know really gets you going but might not have the same importance um, yeah I mean at the minute it's 100% client work um, the we don't have any any of our own side projects running but the, the main thing is marketing and pushing the business so aside from doing the project our own project work um, it's pushing the business through Instagram and different, different marketing rounds which we really focus on at the minute um, we have a list of products which we, which we want to still release um, I think we're just looking for that golden moment where the dust has settled and we're, we're rolling. Um, I think certainly the first year um, we had a lot of part-time work to, to enable us to get that first year going and the second year was probably a split of uh, I would say like 60-40 between projects that we were really proud of and then stuff we just had to do uh, and perhaps now it's more, um, I mean probably there's 10% that's probably not something we talk about I suppose um, but so yeah the intention is obviously for that to be 100% um, and that people would come to us because they know um, our process and they know what they're going to get at the end of it so it's like uh, our work advertises uh, this story if you like and that they want to be part of this story uh, so the more we can get out there and share the more uh, 
uh, focused our our work's going to be. I think we we will be doing our own products. One one in, in the line is uh, because we work with a, a gin gin firm, Twisted Spirits. We're going to do our own our own uh, version of uh, a line of line gin, which will be manufactured by those guys. They don't know that yet. We're going to tell them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just just something which is going to help promote us, and, and we can give it to our clients, and they can enjoy a little sip of gin. And we're done. Thanks to Ben and Matt, and thank you for listening. You can find out more about Lion and Lion at lionandlion.co.uk. You can subscribe to the Creative Morning Sheffield podcast, that's this podcast, on SoundCloud, iTunes, or whichever app takes your fancy. And you can visit creativemornings.com slash cities slash SHD, or follow us on Twitter at CM underscore Sheffield.